Welcome to Valley of the Sunset, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 Chronicle set in Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to be joining our kindred the following night after Eloise's eventful meeting with the prince, uh, where the seeds of a plan were formed. And let's begin the night with Shepard. You return to your haven out in the desert to your cave system. And you awaken the next night in your cold, still waters, rising to the surface. Uh, did you make a rouse check for the night? I did, and I did not succeed. All right, so you are a little bit hungry, and what does that bring your total hunger to? I'm at three now. All right, so you are a bit hungry as you awaken this evening. Um... Would I be able to use um, my herd to feed, or am I going to need to go hunting? Uh, you can use your herd, yeah. You can make your way uh, over to your, uh, what is it, like a hippie commune, basically? Yeah. Get some, uh, get some short-notice blood donations. Yeah. <laughs> so you lower your hunger down to one. Nice. You're going to take two from your herd, I'm yep. assuming. Okay, very good. So probably maybe we'll use them again for a while. Yeah, yeah. These emergency ones, they're not really well prepared for, but they are very accommodating when you come oh. knocking, Shepard. Um, and then I will head back into... Uh... To the hotel. So as you were walking, Shep, you pretty quickly note a familiar bird following your location. When you are far enough away from the compound, <clears throat> it circles around, sort of indicating perhaps for you to stop in this area. Where? What's the layout? Uh, desert. You're kind of in the middle of nowhere at this point. You're far enough away from the compound that, uh, yeah, the, the commune, rather, that, um, you're out of sight from them. No one's going to hear you or see you. Um, I'll head off the road, um, into the scrub. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess find... I, there aren't any trees or anything, so I guess an area that's heavily bushed. A rock, a rocky outcropping, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> uh, and as you head into some some semblance of cover, the prairie hawk descends and takes on the form of your sire, Alma. Good evening, Shepard. Ma'am. I understand you've been trying to contact me. I'm sure you have questions. Yeah, it seems like you've got uh, something going on that you didn't tell me much about. R.E. at all. <laughs> you have to understand, Shepard, why that is the case. If I am to have information, true information, coming from inside of the Camarilla, 
you can't know anything of the true nature of our purpose, Shepard. They have taken something from us that I intend to get back. You told me that you didn't want anything to do with the tower and what goes on in the city. Oh, it's true, I don't. I want what they took from me. Took from us, Shepard. Well... There's something in that house you want. Yes, someone, Shepard. My sire. It's taken me years to track him to here. To find where the camera stashed him. How grateful I was that they didn't show him the final death. To what purpose Prince Renoir has for him, I do not know. But I cannot think it is anything good, Shepard. No. I could not risk you becoming compromised. You know the kindred of the Camarilla. Refine mental arts. Well, sounds like we're working on a deal with your Anarchs to make a trade. But I think a peaceful resolution to this would be in order. I understand they have the Prince's sire. I think there's a certain poetry to that, don't you, Shepard? Well, a sire for a sire? Pretty sure she wants her sire to stay in the ground. Well, what she does with him is of no concern to me, <laughs> as long as I get Josiah back. All right. Well, what do you want me to do? Continue on with your coterie. See that this deal comes to fruition. All right. Anything else I should know going into this? Be wary. Do not trust the prince or any of her agents. Never did. I was right to choose you for this mission, Shepard. Well... <laughs> Supposed to have a meeting about this tonight, so... You know how to contact Claudius. As soon as a deal is struck, let him know. No, right? I'm pretty sure that's part of Eloise's plan, but yeah. Good luck to you, Shepard. 
or I, I don't like being kept in the dark. Trust that you will be rewarded for your service. Yes, ma'am. And with that, she transforms back into the shape of a hawk and takes to the sky. I'm just going to kind of stand there watching it fly off into the distance until I can't see it anymore before making my way the rest of the trip back to the hotel. All right. So let us shift our scene over to the Hotel Bella Muerte. And let's start with Jeffy. So, Jeffy, did you make your rouse check for the evening? Uh, I did both my rousing rouse check and my healing rouse checks, uh, and I went up two to three hungers. All right, so you're a little hungry tonight as well. That's right. But you awaken in your room in the hotel... crack like my shoulders finally back in place like oh man that's so much better oh a couple more nights i'll be right as rain (laughs) i have i have this image of jeffy having got so used to sleeping in the crawl space that he just sleeps on the floor like in the hotel room (laughs) (laughs) like you tuck yourself under the bed perhaps yeah exactly (laughs) Oh, I like good. that. So yeah, crawl out. Um, crawl out from under the bed. Change clothes. Your, you know, yeah. Fresh, fresh shirt. Fresh uh, undershirt. Same, same shorts. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a, I got a good two, two more days of these bad boys. <laughs> I don't sweat. <laughs> That's true. You don't sweat. Um and. I mean, it's time for work, right? So I probably head to the bar to start opening. Mm-hmm. You open the bar. Eloise, are you preparing for the meeting? And did you get hungrier when you woke up? Yeah, so here's the thing. Um, I rolled, I got hungrier, but I didn't realize that I was already at three hungry. And I feel like Ooh. Eloise would have taken care of that before going to to bed. But defer to you, storyteller. <laughs> I'll say, roll me just your wits. That's a one. <laughs> one success. All right. I Then I will allow you to have slaked one hunger okay. before bed. Okay. So I, I wake up at three and Eloise is going to be like, you know what? I better um, eat a little snack and... Um, just for safety and so she's gonna um try to go into probably a different room um (laughs) to eat one of the guests and and try and slake two more hungers all right so i believe that's going to be your dexterity plus your stealth three successes Mm -hmm. all right so that is enough for you to silently break into a guest's room where they are taking a, a, it's still pretty early in the evening, but you do 
have an older clientele here. So you uh, you find an older um, woman taking a late afternoon, early evening nap. Um, and you creep up alongside her, baring your fangs, sink them into her throat, and you like two hunker. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, you lick the wound closed, and she is left snoozing on the couch, none the wiser. All right. Then Eloise is going to go back into her room and then do her morning routine. Or maybe she did her morning routine afterwards. I don't know. But either way, she's going to get to the conference room like 30 minutes before she told the others to meet her there for a staff meeting. <laughs> Just to kind of prepare and, and organize the agenda in her head. Um which is basically to debrief and then concoct a plan. Um, the two-part plan, which is um, moving the one dead guy. And then the second part of the plan being to basically make the deal with the um, <laughs> Anarchs. Um, and then get Shuby Dooby back, the um, Henri Dubois back from them. So you are organizing your agenda. Mm -hmm. uh, shortly thereafter, Shep arrives at the hotel. You find, I think the front desk is, is Jeffy perhaps at the front desk at this point. You've, you've done your bar stuff. Eloise is preparing for the meeting. Oh, hey there, Shep. Jeffy. Uh, I think we got about 15 minutes till the uh, staff meeting, so. Good job, you're early. <laughs> Don't worry, I, d I didn't I didn't touch any uh, any of them 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 mountain lions, so, you know, you can just stay over there. Shep just stands at the desk silently okay and Je jeffy's like keeping the desk between the two of you <laughs> uh well uh i don't know if the conference room's ready uh but if you want to man the desk i can go make sure everything's uh tip top i, I, I know you're not much of a uh, oh hell uh shep will walk around the desk and knock on the conference room door <laughs> um yes come on in having a meeting tonight yes and i'm delighted to see that you're early shep come on in i mean i'm not gonna respond to that i'm just gonna walk in <laughs> <laughs> He's like, note to there's, self, never get no here early, early again. He, he had to stop to get food and have a chat. <laughs> it's like normal. Yeah, normal time yeah. for him to be arriving. <laughs> so, how are you? Dead as ever. Very good. Good day sleep? 
What's with the small talk? <laughs> I don't know, Shep. You... Your tough exteriors is tough to crack. You got some scheme to plan, right? We we certainly do. Um, tell me, is is Jeffy out there? Yep. Why don't you go fetch Jeffy and we can just go ahead and get started? Jeffy! Like a couple seconds later, you see Jeffy's head just pop past like the threshold of the door. Like, oh yeah, you call? What, what do y'all need? Come on in, Jeffy. We can go ahead and get started. As Jeffy comes in, like like as you're about to start the meeting, uh, Foxglove kind of comes crashing into the room, still wearing like a... a nightgown and like like her hair up in a messy bun like are we having a meeting like what's going on yeah yeah okay good yes so yeah come come on in foxglove come on in jeffy uh so foxglove enters the room uh behind jeffy um and takes a immediately takes a seat I feel like I haven't seen you guys in like several nights. Uh, we've had some crazy stuff going on. She just immediately starts talking. So what have you guys been up to? I mean, we had that kind of crazy meeting last night at the flower shop. Is this, is this about that, Eloise? Yes, Foxglove. Um, the first item on the agenda, um, which I've printed out here, and she slides the agenda across, is um, to to debrief on, on the events of last night. So... As you know, um, I met with uh, the prince and um, got a little bit more context into this interest that the Anarchs um, have into this property. And essentially, there is yet another um, very old vampire um that has been staked and is being kept securely in that location in order to as you know in order to um safely return the staked corpse of Henri Dubois the trade is to trade this property to the anarchs and um the the one that they serve that said, um, what I proposed to the prince last night, which she was very fond of, was to first remove the item of interest from the property um, before making the trade. And Eloise has a pretty smug, like, self-satisfied smile on her face when she says that. Any questions? Foxglove raises her hand. Yes, go ahead, Foxglove. But won't the Anarchs be mad when they figure out what they're looking for isn't in the house? I would only imagine. Well, so is that going to be a problem? Well, I don't know. Did uh, what, They thought there was going to be a treasure, right? Didn't they, didn't they say something about a treasure? I don't do anarchs care about you know steak boys last night they didn't 
seem to know what was important about the house. They were getting something in return for it. Yes, that that was my interpretation too, that maybe that there was a payment involved for them. Right, so whoever that bird lady is is going to be pissed, but I don't know that we need to worry about them uh, motorcycle guys. That's a good point, Jeffy. Perhaps we can manipulate the situation to turn their frustration against the one that they're serving in, in the event of their lack of payment. We'll point out um, they might not know this is where you spend your days, but they know where this is. Yes. And what happened the last time they came looking for a fight here? That was at night. Well, they can't come during the day, right? I mean, they're like uh, all the rest of us. I don't think they've got any issue with making ghouls the way we do. Do you think they'd really risk sending humans here to tear down every door in this hotel? All I know is I don't sleep here, so I don't have to worry about it. I think we'll be safe enough, but it's a good point and it might be worth investing in some heightened day security. I'll put that in the parking lot. Oh, and uh, 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 if if we're thinking like maybe maybe they're gonna you know come back and we're gonna have to scrap again, can can I get a new gun? Yes, I I think these are all really good ideas and something that we should be considering given given our new stature in in the tower. Um, so I think that's yeah. something too, in preparation for. Um, carrying out this plan, um, we should probably make sure to better, better equip ourselves day and night. Does this new position come with a bigger paycheck? The, the pay raise comes in the form of power and stature. I mean, for me, I just meant you're talking about doing all this stuff and we haven't been able to before so how are we going to pay for it very good question ship oh oh i i could hit another armored car no I, what I, what i'd like us all to think about is moving away from this concept of monetary value in our society especially now that we have a little bit more stature, we can now make transactions through favors. And I think what we can do, Jeffy, since your sire is, is the harpy in this town, perhaps you can meet with him and ask for some assistance um, in return for, for a favor from the sheriff. Uh. 
yeah, yeah, I can, I could talk to, you know, uh, Doctor Bakersfield uh, for you. Uh, I think, I think I still got his old Dropbox address somewhere. I just gotta, oh man, it's in my other pants, I think, but I, I could figure it out. Great. You do notice before Jeffy talks right there uh, that he's got like a perplexed, uh, like perplexed visage and he's kind of like rubbing the shoulder that was all busted from when you beat him up over the money and he's just like kind of like looking confused (laughs) that was all before this sheriff stuff (laughs) money had more value then (laughs) money's not important who cares about money (laughs) (laughs) hey a lot has changed in the last couple of nights (laughs) (laughs) once we do become a little bit better armed um again there's there's two steps to this plan um first is uh, acquiring um acquiring this this staked kindred from from the house and what I'd like to do is is bring it back here. We have already a secure um a secure place to stow it and the the pool I don't know. The pool company is nearly done with its um restorations and so where do we have a secure place to store it? you're covering it back up um we achieved the appearance of covering it back up Shep but I thought I always thought it might be useful to have a little bit of storage space as it were so we're trading one corpse for another here, I mean. Isn't it so delightfully, brilliantly simple? Again, Eloise is really smug with her little plan. Yeah, poetic. Uh, but, um, <clears throat> well, are we gonna, are we gonna have, like, two, two dudes? Now, because, like, what's going to happen to uh, Shooby Dooby? My plan was to return um, Henri Dubois to to the prince. Deliver it. A package with a bow. But the prince was keeping him here. Well, there's room for two down there, right? He- going to be a bunch of crypt keepers, I guess. Yes, I'm I'm not sure. This is a very good point, and I'm not sure I like the idea of keeping two eggs in the same basket, if you know what I mean. <clears throat> Certainly puts a target on us. Any ideas for an alternative safe location? 
Well, I mean, Shep, you know all those caves out there pretty good. You know any good spots? I mean, there are countless passages, but there's nothing guarding them. You know, Jeffy, I think that might be a really good idea, because Shep, you could be the guard. Oh, I get it. So we stash the new guy here, and the shooby dooby we ship off to the desert. Yes, I, I like this plan. Well, assuming... That's what the prince wants us to do with him, or... Are we deciding what happens to him? I think we can show some initiative, and if... You know, he, the corpse will be kept safe. We can let the prince know once we've achieved these tasks, and if if she wants him in a different location, then we can certainly move him. I mean, it's probably a good idea to shuffle him around, right? Especially if people are figuring out where they are stashed. Well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, it's not a shell game if you don't move the uh, move the shells, right? Precisely. Suppose it's as good a place as any. Very good, Shep. Um, in in that case, then I I think what we can do is tonight focus on acquiring some some muscle and an extra power. And then carry out the plan. Um, I should bring up something from a few weeks ago. What's that, Jeff? Chef? Remember that night you almost, uh, the white? Uh, uh, how could I forget? Um, yeah, well, don't know where it came from. Don't know if there are any others out there, but it was wandering in the hills. Well, I mean, do you ever see him down in the caves? That was the first night I saw one, period. Well, I guess, you know... One thing at a time. First, we got to successfully uh, pull off this bamboozle, and then we'll get our hands on Shooby Dooby. And then we can, you know, maybe think, chew on it while we, uh, while we accomplish all those things. All right. Well, didn't get a chance to tell the last sheriff about it, so now you know. White's in the wilderness. I know my tunnels. I don't know all of them. Yes, that's... That's a very good reminder, Shep, and... Perhaps we can view this storage as temporary until we find a more permanent location. Um, and also something to... to further investigate. 
in our duties as the keepers of the peace. Well, and, uh, you know, it just occurs to me, Fox Club, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you and Melinda, like, you got all that magic shit. Is there anything you can do, like a false wall or, a, you know, like a misdirect or like a, you know, like an illusory chasm? Um, I'll, I'll talk to the others. Um, I can't do anything like that yet. Um, we, Belinda and I have been kind of studying, um, wards. So maybe we could do something, uh, like that to kind of like keep things out. Hmm. Uh, I'll find out. Really good thinking, Jeffy. I like this. Layers of protection. I mean, of course, uh, might mean we couldn't get in, but who's to say? So, when are we planning on doing this? I think for something like this, and really our, our first test, um, in this role, I, I think we want to be cautious and calculated. So I think tonight we, we focus on preparation, obtaining some firearms, making sure that the locations are, are secure and ready, and then tomor tomorrow night can be phase one. Well, I mean, if we don't need anything real special and we just want to get some firepower, like... I mean, I've had my eye on a particular build, an AR-15, that I could pick up for myself. If you have anything else you want to write down, like, I can do that when I'm on my way to, uh, to, uh, tell Dr. Bakersfield we want to have a little bit of a chat about, you know, muscle. Would Eloise know anything about guns? Probably not, right? Foxglove? Um, yeah, I think Foxglove would take a gun, yeah. She would, she would have a 9 millimeter. I feel like. Foxglove would al already have a gun. Yeah, I think <laughs> she's she, like yes, pull it out of like I think, I think that's true. A thigh like holster mm. and just be like, I yeah, got one. See, <laughs> so you ask Foxglove, and she does. Yeah, she she pulls her. She's still in a silk robe, so she's still in her pajamas essentially. Uh, but she pulls it aside, and yeah, there's a holster right there with a, a big fat nine millimeter, like all chromed out. Very pretty gun. Very expensive, probably. Very aesthetic. You just hear like. Damn, Foxglove, I didn't know you had that big iron. Yeah, well, I mean, what can you say? In my line of work, it's not safe to be out after dark. So, Jeffy, uh, just a gun for you then? Well, I was thinking, uh, you know, i get a rifle, maybe get a couple of pistols just in case, you know, uh, you know, shit happens, right? But, uh... Rifle, a couple pistols to keep on hand. I still got my double barrel. Need some more ammo anyway, so I, I can make a run. Perfect. Shep, are you all good? All set. All right, y'all. See you in a little while, I guess. Uh, don't burn the place down while I'm gone. Do you want some company, Jeffy? I could kind of go for a ride right now. Oh, sure. Come on, hop in. So, Jeffy and Foxglove depart to go to the gun store. 
Uh, Elvis and Shep, do you have any preparations you'd like to make while remaining behind at the hotel? So the idea is that you're going to essentially going to scout, at least scout the house tonight and kind of see where it is, what the, the layout is. Yeah. Or the two of us doing that while the two of them do gun stuff or we wait until they get back? Well, I think I think you were all going to get together and do that. Like they were going to get the guns just to be prepared in case any shit went down. Um, the idea is to at the very least scout the location after talking to the heartbeat. Yeah, I think so. Maybe while while they're out, I'll take Shep down and show him the the pool cave. And Jeffy, you and Fox will ever take a ride out in the El Camino to a gun store. I would imagine, like, you know, please, uh, someone in the audience, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I would imagine that Arizona probably sells guns at pawn store, pawn shops. And there are probably, much like in Nevada, uh, 24-hour pawn shops. All right. So uh, so that's probably the, the type of, of establishment that you're headed to. So, uh, so, so Jeffy, you, uh, you're, you're pretty well-versed in Streetwise, I believe. Yeah, I've got two uh, and a, a specialty in Trailer Park. Okay, um, so go ahead and make me a wits and streetwise check. That's a three success. Three successes. All right, so you would uh, you would pretty quickly be able to identify the uh, the best twenty four hour pawn where you can stop by quickly, and will almost certainly have the AR fifteen that you're looking for in stock. Yeah, like uh, like he just wants an AR fifteen and like two little, you know, not as nice as uh, fox gloves, but like you know, a basic Glock and maybe like a 1911 that's in the case somewhere just to like have on hand in different rooms of the hotel, like not rooms, mm-hmm. rooms, but like one goes at the front desk, one goes in the conference room, like so that, you know, he doesn't always have to run to the bar when something happens. <laughs> yeah. So Jeffy, I think that you did well enough on your streetwise that you would also know um, a pawn shop beyond selling the guns that you're looking for. Uh, it's probably also going to have other security equipment. They might have nicer camera systems, um, an alarm or something like that. Uh, they do tend to sell other things like that, or at least the pawn shops that I'm familiar with back cool. in Georgia. Again, kind of modeling yeah. that on the, the Arizona pawn. It's like random CCTV um, stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just kind of like other. I mean, some of them were also like like it was kind of like pawn shop, gun store. But also part of being a gun store was just general like home security shit. And or business security shit. Yeah. So, okay, I feel like, uh, you know, all right, that's a good gun. That's a good rifle. Uh, probably those two pistols. And Hey, uh, what do we got over here? Hey, hey, Foxglove, look at this shit. It's like some kind of like a tripwire alarm. I don't know. Eloise said she wanted to be. Oh, up yeah. Hotel. She wanted to do some upgrades. Hey, that's a good call, Jeffy. Yeah, I'll take I'll take that, too. Uh, uh, uh. Those motion sensors, those floodlights, you know, like, I don't know exactly what it all entails, mm. but like whatever they have, that seems like a good fit for that. Jeffy's like, yeah, throw it on the pile. <laughs> yeah, certainly enough to uh, perhaps add a dot to the um, security system of uh, the Hotel Bellamorte. And how does that work? That's for an arc until we like lock it in with experience. Uh, essentially, like yes. But you can all contribute to to Haven um, point buys. So <laughs> Jeffy's got like a bunch of plastic bags of guns and security equipment, throws them in the and, back uh, of the El Camino. Jeffy, before you check out, do you have a mask? I do, yeah. 
Okay. And it passes a background check, right? Uh, it does. Yeah. Two dot mask, right? Okay. Yeah. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. He because can buy guns. In, that's like how he's able he, to. Yeah. Even in Arizona, yeah, to buy a gun at a store, you do have to like at least. I'm I'm going to assume register yeah. in some way. <laughs> I have I have a two dot mask. It, I have okay, I have a functional facade of normalcy. I guess I should yeah. do another rouse check because I probably would have wanted to. I don't know. Pawn shop. Would he feel the need to do a rouse check or or pawn people weird enough? <laughs> I mean, I think it's weird enough. It's like bad lighting in here yeah. already. Like, like you're not getting super close. The closest you intend to get to anybody is like across the counter. Yeah. So I'm not gonna um, breath of life then. Yeah. Yeah. This is not anything. the kind of place where you might get a uh, clocked as a vampire. All right. Cool. Um. And you make your purchases with with actual money. There's no with chicanery cash, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cash. I I feel like. Uh, Jeffy would have gotten permission from Eloise to go into the bank bag that's probably still in her office and like, I don't know, take a couple grand, whatever he thought would be enough. Maybe it's a little mm-hmm. bit too much, but like, I don't know. Jeffy's got a good sense for these things, I think. So. And while you're there, uh, Foxglove buys a pair of butterfly knives. Oh, those bad boys. I almost lost a finger when I was yeah, like 14. Cool. I thought it was a pretty cool look. Um, I'm not too good with them yet, but. Well, uh, I mean, well, practice makes perfect, right? Yeah, and I don't really have to worry about cutting myself now. Uh, y- yeah, well, you know, that's just because you're so much more coordinated. <laughs> yeah, she looks, turns and looks at the, the cashier who's like ringing up your stuff. Right, yes, my coordination. <laughs> uh, wink, wink from Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Um. And so I think we're on the clock because we want to go do a mission. But um, Jeffy would be like, "Man, are you hungry? I'm a little hungry. I was thinking about swinging by the Walmart." I mean, I I could eat honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm not little... like super starving, but I'm a little uh, peckish. Yeah. So doors closed. Doors closed. Like. Yeah, I haven't had anything but, like, rats and fucking... I had an armadillo. Man, do they taste disgusting. Rats? Oh, yeah, Jeffy. no. Unless you have to. Don't fucking do it. It's gross. No. Ugh. So, yeah, let's go grab a proper bite. So you and Foxglove head to the Walmart. Is my spot open? Your spot is open. And then he'll just lean over and be like, well, I don't know how you do it, but... uh." I got I got a whole method, you know. Uh, what do I got? Fifteen bucks. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna get some more of those. Uh, I'm gonna get some more of those tater tots we serve at the bar. It's like a make it look legit, and I'll pick somebody out and meet you back here. Uh yeah. I'll need about half an hour, probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. So you head in, Jeffy. Uh, Fox Club heads in separately. And what type of uh, meal are you trying to have tonight? Well, hmm. I think Jeffy, like, first locks on to maybe, a, like, a, a bigger lady, you know? Like, almost a mama type. But then he feels a little weird about it because, like, man, I still don't know what the fuck's up with mama. I ain't seen her in, like, three nights. And then he pivots to like a, just like a real, you know, those dudes that wear like, um, 
they have their sweatpants on, but like they slide down their butts and then it's like, just like their cracks are showing, you know, like what true people of Walmart thing. He -hmm. finds a dude like that and he's like, Oh, that's the guy. And the classic thing, like sort of keeps them in eye shot until they're done shopping, goes and pays for his bags of tater tots, uh, follows them out into the, um, parking lot, but doesn't look like he's following them into the parking lot. (laughs) <laughs> all right so as you had uh following your intended victim out to the parking lot yeah so make a uh, manipulation and persuasion uh to get three successes all right so three successes is enough to successfully tail your victim out to their car and pull your pull your usual feeding move uh and on the way out to the car you uh you see foxglove leading a um pretty mesmerized we'll say looking walmart employee uh out around the side of the building um you see she's like pulling out cigarettes and like lighting them up classic jeffy's just like (laughs) ought to be young again and also a robot (laughs) all right so jeffy how how much how hungry are you how much do you sleep i'm at three i take two Okay. You lick the wound closed and leave your victim in a daze. Yes, sir. Any, uh, anything, good in, anything good in their cart that we could use for the... Nah, I, w- I won't leave any trace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you uh, you wait for Fox Love. About 10 minutes later, you see she comes back around the corner of the building, uh, looking perhaps a little disheveled. Not from a fight, though, obviously. Um I think the I Walmart know the score with Fox Club. Yeah, kind of stumbles in a daze after her. Um, and kind of like looks around confused as she comes to meet up with you in the El Camino. You dirty, dirty dog. That was not the best. Uh, Jeffy, we got to like upgrade your uh, menu a little bit. Oh, really? Because I, I feel like I just got some some like... BK shake in that bad boy and oh boy. <laughs> I mean, we can go to like a cool bar sometime, right? Go out clubbing, maybe? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Those people who are usually, they eat so healthy oh, and they do so many drugs, you know, and not the good ones. They do like cocaine and shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's like one of the things I kind of learned about from Jason at the Chantry that if uh, if you feed from a human, see, I never knew nobody like Melinda didn't teach me this shit. If you feed from a human that has like the drugs on them, um, you, you feel the effects of that. I could before, you know, when I was like a thin blood, I, I could just do that. I could just like drink the alcohol and feel the effects. Uh, this doesn't work anymore. So, all right. I tell you, you want to get drunk? Do you want to get drunk with me sometime, Jeffy? <laughs> hey, all right. Now you're speaking my language. Get a little tore up. All right, all right, all right. Next time you pick the spot. Cool. Let's get this shit back to Eloise. I think she'll be really pleased with these uh, these fucking upgrades we got. Oh, Eloise fucking loves it when you take initiative, you know. Those cameras are like a big step up because I'm pretty sure what Eloise has right now is from like the 80s. Well, I don't know much about cameras, but I know that's your uh, your particular esper- expertise. So I'm going to take your word for it there, Fox Club. With that, you head back to the Bellamarte and we transition the scene to our coterie gathered all together. 
uh, Eloise Foxglove and uh, Jeffy have returned. They have guns and they have other goodies for you. They've got a lot of upgrades for your security system. Uh, enough so in game terms to give your haven another dot of security. Very well done, Jeffy and Foxglove. Definitely a team effort, you know. Foxglove says these cameras are way better than what we have, so, you know, just uh, keeping things a little bit more secure. And we, we got the alarms and shit. Uh, what was that, a tripwire alarm? It's got a laser. Sounds yeah, very, uh... very high tech. Good job. <laughs> uh... I mean, so what's next? We got a, you know, burning moonlight, right? Lots of prep to do. Yes, well, I was thinking we could case case the joint, as it were. Is that what they say? And she she looks at Shep and then maybe at Foxglove to be like, did I use the right lingo there? <clears throat> Foxglove salutes. Aye, aye, Sheriff. <laughs> we um, can take my car. What kind of car does Foxglove have? She has an anime WRX. Perfect. Well, I got shotgun. All right, so you you know where the house is located. You load into Foxglove's car, head off into the city, or rather kind of the suburbs, kind of the, the outskirts. And is the house occupied at all? Or it's just like an empty house? That that you don't know. Hmm. You really don't know. You don't know what awaits you there. I was going to ask a similar question and follow up with, may I use my powers of premonition to perhaps get a sense of what we are going to, you know, on a rough baseline encounter when we're there? Like, do people live there? Do like blah, blah, blah. Is there good traffic? You know, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so make a, a rouse check for that and then uh, I think there's a, a roll for that power and I think in this circumstance you should make a roll back to two hunger so it is going to be your resolve plus aspects cool four successes four successes alright so Jeffy are you, you're sitting in the backseat all right, with Shep. You and Shep are in the backseat. You see a very quaint... Your, your senses kind of expand. Uh, the rest of you see, see Jeffy kind of fall into a catatonic state uh, in the car. One minute he's talking to you, the next he is, he is seemingly out. Is that something we're familiar with? Jeffy, have you had a lot of premonitions around your coterie? Yeah. A lot of, okay, here's the thing. A lot of four success premonitions around no. your coterie, because I feel like that's a, a pretty large degree of success. So maybe you've never seen it to this extreme. Maybe he kind of goes absent-minded for a moment, but he is like full on, like if you tried to rouse him right now uh, in this moment, you would not be able to. Because, Jeffy, your mind has has expanded beyond your, your kindred frame. You are seeing things beyond the, the limits of your 
seemingly mortal capacity uh, or a normal mortal capacity uh, <laughs> as you are a kindred. <laughs> and you see a, a quaint suburban home, uh, looks like mid-century style, uh, ranch uh, layout. And you see <clears throat> from the earth rise chains that lock around the house and hold it down. And then you see claw-like hands, massive, rattling, struggling against the chains. And you hear a great wailing, bestial, feral. And then you snap back to your senses. I feel like because it was so abnormal for you to be that deep in it, Eloise probably would have told Foxglove to pull over. And I feel like when you come to, everyone's just looking at you. Hey, everyone. <laughs> looking at me, huh? Not moving? Oh, that's, that feels good. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and he, he's very clearly, like, you know, a little shook from what he saw. Do you care to explain what that was, Jeffy? Oh, uh, you know how... Uh, I mean, you know, Miss Eloise, I, sometimes I get like a little tickle in my brain and it tells me like something's about to happen or like, you know, gives me an idea of, you know, where people are, or, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, I just went, I was like flying like Superman and well, I, th I think I saw the house, uh, uh, you know, classic, classic like Arizona house, you know, you've seen them, uh, but boy, howdy. You know, whoever this is that's in there, uh, he he ain't he ain't happy one bit. Uh, feels like maybe he's a little conscious or something. I, I don't know. I saw, all right, I saw a house, man. I saw like locks, I guess chains, like on the house, which you know that tracks, right? But then you know how like when Shep makes his hands into knives, this was like that times fifty. And just like, boy, I, I still hear it in the back of my head, this, this, this fucking yell. Whew. Man, that was an intense one. And as you recount the story and remember the feral screaming that you heard, you realize in a moment of terror uh, or a moment of, of shock for you that... The cries you heard were cries of fear from the beast. It was scrambling away from something. What the fuck could it want to get away from? That's all Jeffy says when that like occurs to him. Oh, what? I mean, I don't. I can still hear it. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't know. It's going. But it doesn't sound pissed. It sounds like fucking terror. You know, like, you don't like that feeling 
when you get a little bit too close to fire or like it's real early in the morning and you're or, and you're not sure you're going to make it home before the sun comes out. It sound, sounds like that kind of like, but as a sound. So could it be that they have something guarding guarding this kindred inside the house? Is this one awake? Listen, guys, I don't know how this shit works. I just do it. Well, well, we'll be there soon enough. I'm sure if if we were walking to into any danger, the prince would have at least let us know. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing that we're going to scope it out before. We'll see. We'll tread cautiously and see what we can learn. Thank you, Jeffy. <laughs> Don't thank me. Thank, you know, whatever fucked up shit in my brain makes that happen. All right. Shortly thereafter, you arrive in the neighborhood. Uh, where would you like to park? Do you want to drive by the house? Uh, what is your intention once you're here? Where am I going, Eloise? We're coming up on Fox it. Glove. Pretty close. Let's drive by once and then park a little bit a little ways away. So you take the turn onto the street. Drive by the house. Jeffy, you instantly recognize it as the house from your vision. And Which it looks like it? there's no lights on. Yeah, that, that's the place. I think if I could get goosebumps, I'd have them right now. <laughs> Do we notice anything off? You said the lights were off, but anything? Yeah, there's there's no lights on. There's no car in the uh, driveway. Is there like, so There is there a front door, side door? Like, what's the door situation? There is a, uh, there's a front door. Uh, presumably there's a back door. You don't see a side door. Is there a fence? A chain link fence, yeah, just around the backyard. Hmm. So very quaint. Okay. No lights. No no real obvious security systems also as you're passing by. It's hard to tell if people have a ring doorbell these days without getting a little bit closer. Uh, but you don't see any cameras or anything like that mounted up. Okay. Yes, well, okay. I think Jeffy's got Sense the Unseen up, just in case. All right, Jeffy... Roll me, uh, what is since the unseen? Wits and aspects, I believe. Three successes. All right, so three successes is enough for you to very faintly see, invisible to the mortal eye, traces of mystical sigils on the doors and windows of the building. So... 
you know, Jeffy doesn't know shit about magic, blood or otherwise. Um, and so he'll just say, huh. Uh, hey, hey, Foxglove, do you see that shit? All that, like, I don't know, like witchy shit that's on the house? She takes a look out the window. Oh, Fuck, those are like sigils. I I don't really recognize them. I'll need to get a closer look. Well, oh man, is that smart? I don't I don't know. Are they gonna like shoot us with a Kamehameha blast? Uh I I don't I don't think they'll shoot I mean they'll touch anything, Jeffy, but um I think we can look at them. Do we need to get closer for you to investigate? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I need to get a closer look at them. Um, I is anybody home? I mean, it looks pretty dark. Um, Eloise is gonna go unseen passage. So, uh, Fox Level Park, a little ways up the yeah. block from the house, and uh, Eloise gets out of the car first. Um. I'm going to make myself invisible and get a little closer and see what I can see. Oh, a rouse check for unseen passage. I'm good. <laughs> and uh, as Eloise walks around the back of the car, just as she leaves the line of sight of the remaining three of you, she disappears. And I assume you're also activating your silence as well. Yeah. Because that is a free power. Yep. So you are both silent and unseen. As you make your way across the street, down the block, to the house in question. And am I able to, like, as I get a little bit closer, like, see anything or hear anything? Like, I don't have the ability to, to do, to, like, see some of the more spooky things. But can I pick up as to, like, whether anybody's in the house Anything like that? Yeah, so roll your wits and perception as you creep up. Um, I got three, but there is a beast on the table. All right, so with three, you creep up close to the house, but everything seems... Everything is quiet inside. Uh, there's no sound. It seems that no one's home. You don't even hear the... the um sounds of a TV going, like nothing. The, the house is completely still. Uh, you peep in through the windows as best you can, and it looks like the house is furnished, but there is a fine layer of dust covering mm. uh, everything within your line of sight. Okay. So Eloise is going to go back to the squad and kind of say, well, I didn't detect any any movement or signs of, of life inside. And it seems like, it, it looks like just a, a normal home, you know, furniture and everything. But there is a fair amount of dust as if nobody's been inside for quite some time. Um, real quick, while she was off doing that, 
I want to do like a scan of our surroundings to see if anybody's like if it looks like anybody's following us or scoping us out. Okay. Uh, so you get out of the car and make a wits and awareness check of your own. Five. All right. So with five successes, the street is completely silent. Uh, very quiet for a suburban neighborhood. It's it's later in the evening now. Is it and too after a few, quiet? It, it perhaps it is too quiet. Uh, for after a few moments of scouting around, you hear the sounds of a dog begin furiously barking uh, a few houses away. Not not the house where Eloise is scoping out, but a few houses down. Uh, there's a dog in the backyard, and it starts going crazy. Like crazy the way animals act when vampires get near? Perhaps, yes. I'm going to lean back into the car. Um, not sure, but we might have company. And that's probably when Eloise gets back. Yeah, I mean, what what do you mean, company? Oh, Miss Eloise, uh, I, what are we doing? This shit is, this shit is so much more scary than it was 20 minutes ago. That dog, do you hear it? I it's hear. still going crazy. You hear the, the owner is, like, trying to shush it. It's being, like, like, they're calling it in. Do we run? No, I don't know. Could be nothing, but also could be reacting to something like us. Um, or it could be reacting to a squirrel. Could be any of those things. Let's get in the car just in case. We need to book it. <laughs> Let's get in the car and see if anything happens and then we can get out. If we do get in the car, you guys hear the sound of Jeffy like loading bullets into magazines and like getting his new <laughs> rifle ready. <laughs> All right, well, what you said there's what sigils or something yeah yeah like um magical writing essentially uh probably wards like i said uh, melinda and i have been studying about wards uh they're kind of like magical locks on a place they're all wispy and it like looks like they're supposed to be letters but they ain't no letters i ever seen before So, what does that mean? I don't entirely know. Uh, I don't know how to dispel them, uh, or if there's a way to. Uh, but we could check it out. Maybe they missed a spot. Yes, well, it doesn't look like there's anyone 
any signs of anyone, at least, in inside the house, so... Perhaps you two can go look closer, and Shep and I will stay behind in case that dog was reacting to any real kind of threat. Um, did Jeffy, uh, how did you explain your vision? Like, did you explain it as you saw it? <clears throat> yeah, I think, I think my words were, you know, there was a house, standard, uh, Arizona house, you know, the type, cause like a lot of houses in Arizona are ranch style. It's just how they're built. Specifically stuff coming up out of the ground. Yeah. Chains or locks coming up out of the ground. Yeah. And then I described claws like yours and then the whale, and then it came to him like, oh, it's a whale of fear, not a whale of anger. Whatever it is, it's probably beneath the house. If there's a cellar, maybe look for that. Oh, hell. All right. Well, you're right. Only me and Foxglove can see this shit, so I guess... All right, you and me, kid. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, let's go. She gets out of the car. Uh, hey, we come get my door. I'll do it myself. But uh, like shortly after getting out of the car, Jeffy's going to turn on his unseen passage. All right. Just for a little bit of extra cover, just in case we do get spotted, I, I can get your back without anyone knowing. So Foxglove, seemingly alone, approaches the house. All right, so Jeffy, I'm going to have you make the investigation check for checking out the house. What specifically, you're looking for a, a cellar entrance, essentially? Uh, either a cellar entrance or an area of, like, the spooky ward shit that looks like we could get through it to get into the house kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, wits awareness, please. Uh, wits investigation, actually. Two successes. No beast, just two successes. <laughs> two successes. Uh, so you do find the cellar door. Uh, unfortunately, you are able to confirm that it is also warded. Uh, yeah, it really looks like they didn't miss a spot, Jeffy. This guy is locked up tight in here. Uh, we don't know what... I mean, there are different types of wards, so we don't know exactly what it's against. Uh, I don't recognize this one, and I pretty much only know the ghoul runes right now, so um, something beyond that, but I don't, I don't know. Well, shit. Um, fuck it. Do you think, do you think Melinda would know? Is this like a comeback with Melinda kind of thing? I, I don't know. I mean... Melinda's maybe a little bit better with the ward. She might be able to tell us. Uh, but my understanding is that you can't really just get rid of them. Like, once they're cast, they're just kind of they're, they're, they're there. Double shit. Uh, I mean, that one's on a window. What if I break the window? Is that, like, enough? I don't really know i think like once you you like pass through the barrier it's like a magical thing hmm. i mean you can try and touch it and see if you trigger it maybe you don't trigger it yeah, but you told me not to touch any you told me not to touch anything 
Okay, well, this is like an experimental touch, but know that there might be consequences. Uh, he just like grabs his jaw and like wiggles it right to left. It's like still fully disconnected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I don't think I'm going to be touching any spooky buttons today, Foxglove. <laughs> okay, then we just can't get in here then, I guess. I don't know. What if one of the other ones does it? Like, let, let, Let's go tell him what's going on. We go kill that dog. You're so fucked up, Jeffy. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So Jeffy and Foxglove return to the car. Um. Has anything changed with the dog? Uh, it has stopped barking at this point. Uh, you don't know whether it's calmed down or been taken inside, but you don't hear it anymore. While they're still gone, Eloise is going to ask Shep. Are we still clear? Do you, are you able to sense anything now? I mean, I don't sense stuff. I hear and see and smell stuff. Yes, that's what I mean by sense. Well, no. Just the dog, and it's shut up. All right. Uh, At that point, I feel like Shep sees uh, Foxglove coming, and then just hears in his ear, because, you know, I don't know Eloise is there. We're both invisible now. (laughs) (laughs) He just hears, like, it's locked up tight, man. I don't know. Uh, Foxglove tried to trick me into touching it, but I'm, I'm smarter than that. Why? What happens if you touch it? Well, we just don't know what triggers the ward, so there's a chance that Jeffy wouldn't trigger it, and he would be able to pass through. But Jeffy didn't want to touch it. Jeffy, go touch it. What happens if it does affect us? Ah, pain. It hurts. <clears throat> I might be able to do something. But before we do this, presumably the prince had these wards put in place. Do we want to just break them? Well, we gotta get the guy out, right? I mean, not tonight necessarily. But we would like to see, you know, what we're working with. If we don't get him out tonight and we break the wards, then we leave this place unwarded. Yes, I I think we best wait for Melinda and not, not mess with it until we're ready to fully commit to the plan. Tonight was really to better understand what we're getting into. Well, I mean, should we at least keep an eye on the place? Like, because alternatively, what if these wards, you know, weren't placed by order of the prince? What if this is some kind of subterfuge? Is that the word? Bamboozle kind of thing? Could very well be. Can bird ladies do this kind of thing? 
Yes, Chef. Or is that a question to, to to anybody in particular? No, it's just like a whisper out to the group. You hear a disembodied whisper go, "What do you, can bird ladies do this kind of thing? Yes, Shep, is you, this something your your kind would be able to concoct? Turn into animals and grow claws. Well, maybe you should go check out the place, Shep. You're the only one who hasn't taken a walk around the building. Right. Don't touch the windows or doors unless you want to maybe get zapped. I'll steer clear. So I will do a creepy, creeping lap around <laughs> the... You? Yeah. Uh, and as you do that, um, make a heightened senses. Let's particularly focus on the sense of smell here as you creep okay. up around the building. Four total. Four total. So as you creep around the backyard uh, to what must be a bathroom or a bedroom, perhaps, even through the closed windows, you smell the stench of decay. Fairly fresh. Within the last few weeks, you'd probably imagine. Human. Definitely human. But nothing else. Just, and it's, can I tell that it's, I can't tell that it's one. No, yeah, you can't tell one, like a number or anything like that. You just smell human decay from human remains inside the house, uh, not hidden away in, in the cellar, coming from a bedroom or perhaps the attached bathroom. Um, the windows are closed, but are the like curtains drawn? Uh, the, in this part of the house, yes, the curtains are all drawn. Uh, the kitchen and living room curtains were partially opened. Um, and Eloise has already looked in. Yeah, and she saw like a fine layer of dust covering things, but the house was furnished. Lights were off though. Lights are off, no car in the garage. Or, All right. I'm uh, going to turn on my Eyes of the Beast and take a peek through those windows um, and see if that and heightened senses helps see anything else. All right, so looking through, uh, which room would you like to pick? Uh, kitchen, living room? Um, Whatever's closest to the bathroom, so probably kitchen. Um. I was imagining like living room because it's like kitchens on one side of the house, living rooms in the middle, bedrooms are on the other side. Um, all right. So peeking in through the living room, uh, everything looks fairly normal close to the window uh, where you can see. But looking further in uh, towards the bedroom area of the house, there seems to be some some furniture that's in disarray, uh, signs of a struggle, perhaps. But again, everything that you see is it seems to be covered in a layer of dust, maybe a, a few weeks or months, uh, or month a month or so old. A fine layer of dust, not not heavily coated. But like the stuff has been sitting for a little while. Were there any manhole covers on this street? Uh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm gonna head back to the the group. Um Somebody's dead in there. Maybe a week. Human. 
looks like there was a struggle. Any idea when the prince last had somebody check this place out? No, not not to my knowledge. Well, I think we need to find that out. And I'm going to look over at a nearby manhole. I think I need to go underground to see if they got out another way. Fair enough. I mean, do you want backup? Should we come with? Hmm. Who's the least fragile? I've got your back, Shep. Do you think the... No. Well, Jeffy, or, uh, sorry, uh, to, to Jeffy and Foxwolf, can you get a message to the prince? Are we allowed? You want us to leave you here? Split up? Well, we can't do both at the same time. No, he's right, Jeffy. We can go real fast in this car. Yes, you, you two go go to the flower shop and see if you can get a message. Um, remember, the, remember the code, 13 red roses. Nobody's, like, around, right? No. The street is still sleepy. Yeah. So then Jeffy drops his obfuscate. You see he's got his, like, rifle at the ready. He's like, all right. <laughs> Be careful down there, guys. I don't want you all to, I don't know. Just disappear. I don't plan on disappearing tonight. All right. So Jeffy hops in the passenger side of uh, Foxglove's car and we zoom to the flower shop, I guess. And what's the message you intend to pass to the prince? So let's say like in the car, Jeffy's like, all right, well, I mean, somebody did. Do we even need to, like, meet up? I don't know how it works exactly, but... I don't know. I think we just, like, get the word. I mean, I don't think we have to wait around unless unless they tell us to wait around, and then, of course, we'll wait around. Yeah. All right, so someone did. Bunch of magic shit. Uh, Wards. Wards, right, right, right. Uh, You know, when's the last time this place was checked in on? Uh, I mean, nor if it were Eloise, I'd say please advise. But I feel like I feel like the prince doesn't want to get bothered by this shit. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, if they tell us to wait for a message, we'll wait for a message. But if not, we gotta we gotta get back here and help back these guys up. Yeah. Send the word. Head right back. Keep our fingers crossed that everything's a okay. And with that, Foxglove and Jeffy zoom down the street onto the highway towards the flower shop. Shep and Eloise, you have been left alone in this little quaint suburban neighborhood. 
Spooky quaint. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we got to pry this sewer lid off. <laughs> Who has potence? Eloise not. is not going to say anything. She's just going to um, walk over to it and pull it up out of the ground. Or attempt to, I guess. Do I need to roll? Yeah, it's a, um, just activate your um, prowess, I believe. Because it lets you make feats of strength. All right, so you don't get hungrier, and that activates your superhuman strength. You're able to easily lift the manhole cover as if it were nothing. Would you like me to go first? After you. And again, I will cover you. All right, I'll jump down. And again, I've got my uh, eyes of the beast on, so I should be able to see in the dark. Mm -hmm. You can indeed see in the dark. Mm -hmm. And Eloise is going to activate her invisibility again. So you're going to activate your unseen passage. Another rouse check. <laughs> also not hungrier. <laughs> Still not hungrier. <laughs> Uh, but you are invisible behind Shep as you creep through the rather cramped sewer lines. I'm going to try to see if I can figure out how to get in the direction of the house. I believe tracking is a survival role, so that's going to be your wits and survival. Three. Three is enough to uh, discern the correct path. And as you get closer to the house, you feel something strange within your very vitae, Shep. Both of us? Just Shep. Just Shep. Okay. You feel as if your vitae is screaming. Is it terror like... and fear? It's like a psychic resonance within you that's that's coming from your very uh, your very vampiric blood. Does it cause be like a physical reaction? Uh, it certainly shakes you. Yes, yeah. It doesn't cause you any damage or anything like that. But uh, but you are you're certainly your will is shaken momentarily. So I think probably uh, you're behind me. Shep's moving slowly but steadily forward. And when that hits, he just kind of comes to a sudden stop. What is it, Shep? Are you okay? I feel something in my blood. Is it that screaming that Jeffy was describing earlier? That would be the best way to describe it, yes. Can I go forward or is it like You can go forward, yeah, yeah And as you do, every step you take It becomes stronger and stronger Until you can hear the cries Of anguish, the screams of terror Feral, bestial Sometimes like that of a man Sometimes like that of a Wild beast And it's Fear or pain or both or... Fear. Largely fear, yes. 
that's that's the reson resonating emotion that you're getting from this. It's terrified of something. Do you think there's a magical spell that has just tormented him? Or do you think there's something there that's, that he's afraid of? I have no idea. Do we keep going or turn back? Well, it wouldn't be a very successful stakeout if we didn't at least try to go a little bit further. Push on. So as you push on through the sewer line, again, Shep, with each step, the cries grow louder in your mind till you find it difficult to concentrate on anything else. I need you to make a willpower roll for me. Just straight willpower, no hunger. Just the unspent. Unspent, yeah, unspent willpower. Three. All right, that is enough for you to trudge forward. Uh, but at this point, it is taking a toll on you. As in? As in, you'll have to continue to make willpower checks uh, uh, at, periodically as you continue forward. Uh, do either of you have Sense the Unseen? Nope. Oh, I thought Chef did. So you get to uh, you get to the the end of the sewer pipe where it presumably lets out, and you could possibly get into the house, uh, and you have no idea whether this area is warded or not. <laughs> Dope. Dope. But there's no like ruptures or broken anything. No. Uh, what I'm looking for is if something got in or out of the house. Uh, no, no. Nothing it seems to be broken. Uh, it all seems fairly well maintained. Yeah. It's perhaps dawning on you, Shep, that those wards went up after the murders. Okay. Okay. Um, well, uh, I'm not seeing anything that indicates anyone got in or out. Maybe those wards were to keep whatever's in there in. I don't think I can stay down here, ma'am. Very well. Let's Let's go back out to the street and meet up with the other two. So, Jeffy, as you were driving away with Foxglove into the city, roughly the same time that Shep, Shep begins to experience the feeling in his blood, you hear in your mind those same cries of terror. And as Shep steps forward, they gain an intensity just the same. 
Yeah, what the fuck? Oh, dear. Don't pull over. Keep driving. Keep driving. Oh, fuck. What's going on, Jeffy? Jeffy, what's going on? Oh, boy. It's, uh, um, it's that, that fucking, oh, man, it's that, 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 that vision I had. This fucking screams, man. They're in my head. Oh, boy, they're louder. Oh, shit. Something's happening. Oh, fuck. Something's happening. Are you good? Do do we need to go back? We're almost there. We're almost at the flower shop. Do do we need to turn around? Are they in trouble? At this point, I fucking don't think so. They gotta know. They gotta know. Get. We gotta get the message. Oh, hey. Get. Let's get there. You gotta go in. You gotta go in. So Fox Love puts this. Put you know. Puts the the fucking pedal to the metal. Uh, speeds all the way the rest of the way to City Gardens Flower Shop. Uh, leaves you probably at this point kind of wailing at yourself a little bit in agony in the car because uh, Jeffy is is not the toughest boy. <laughs> and uh, and Shep went pretty far, you know. Shep, Shep saw the mission through to the end. Uh, so at this point, it's it's very loud in your mind. You truly have even the beast has never been uh, this this present. Uh, you are truly hearing the, these wails of an elder vampire. Yeah, I I think by the time that we actually get to the flower shop, Jeffy just has like it doesn't do anything, but he has his fingers in his ears and he's like rocking back and forth, just going like no 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 no. Yeah, Fox quickly uh, runs in, delivers the message, dashes back out. You're back on the road to meet up. It's not getting better. It's not getting any better. Oh, no, no. At a certain point, it begins to lessen. Lessen. (laughs) I guess the Shep has stepped back away from it, uh, out to the street. The voice in his mind is gone. The voice in his blood. The question is Jeffy aware of that's what's causing it, or is it just out of the blue? It's just out of the blue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew the context, context, I might have happens, made a different choice. But you know, it happens concurrently with uh, with you know Shep's actions. But Jeffy, for Jeffy, it's just out of the blue, but it's connected to the vision that he had earlier. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! Oh oh thank you. Oh thank you. Oh yeah. Oh holy fucking shit okay okay and he's like tapping foxglove on the shoulder like okay it's going away yeah you good buddy yeah yeah yeah. i mean no but yeah um you you got the message sorry i wasn't paying any attention to what was happening yeah yeah i I told the old guy uh he said he passed the message along and uh they'd be in contact with us if there's a follow-up Okay. I don't know what that means. Uh, he didn't ask for a phone number or anything like that, so I assume he knows how to get in touch with you guys. Probably Eloise. She's the important one. Oh, let's get the well, fuck back. I, I, I'm worried now. And as you, Eloise, and Chef are waiting, uh, the familiar WRX comes speeding down quiet street. Foxglove rolls down the window. Hey, what happened? Are you guys okay? Jeffy started freaking out in the car. Yes, well, we we had a similar experience down there. Jeffy started freaking out in the sewer? No, Shep started freaking out in the sewer. I wouldn't call it a freak out, but I could feel what you described 
Yeah, yeah, the screaming, right? In your blood? Yes. That, that whatever's down there, that that's what I was trying to tell you. What, what'd you guys find? Nothing got in or out. I think the wards are to keep whatever's in there in. But that means I don't think we're dealing with a torpid corpse. I think you're right, Shep. I think we need to... If we can deactivate the ward, we need to be prepared to incapacitate this this kindred. I don't know if I'll be of any use. Well, how else do you expect that we transport this person? I don't know, but the closer I got, I could... <laughs> I could barely stand when how we turned is, around. How is this possible? Like, what is the connection here? I mean, Jeffy, like, Shep, and this elder kindred? Well, I just have, like, one question, like, if this is, a, like, a proper elder, you know? What the fuck makes, first of all, what makes magic and what makes an elder scared? I don't know. Well, Tremere makes magic. But I don't think I don't think Jason did this. His hand work is a little bit sloppier, to be honest with you. Hmm. So, this looks different. I mean I'll run this by the chantry and certainly we'll ask Melinda, but I don't think they're involved. You think this was done with wait. Could the prince be able to do this? They're not premier. Uh, I mean, maybe, but probably not. This looks pretty advanced, honestly. Is there anyone else who can do magic in this way? Perhaps um, Melinda's colleagues? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think we did it. No. Oh, I think I know what you mean, Miss Eloise. And he gives oh. you a knowing look. Oh, Melinda's other colleagues. Correct. Well, yeah, I guess that's a possibility. I mean, I, I don't really know what their magic looks like. But you said this was familiar. Yeah, I mean, this is this is like blood magic, blood sorcery. Do Melinda's other colleagues do blood sorcery? I have no idea. They're handy with a machete. Well, I mean, they talk to ghosts and shit. I don't know anything about that. Sounds kind of cool, though. I think you need to follow up with Jason and Melinda. Um, but to your question, Foxglove, what is the connection? How come only you two are hearing this or experiencing the screams? Well, I would say based on the vision, probably the same clan as me. And you had a vision I don't know how that works. Maybe that made a connection. 
I couldn't tell you. All I know is that when I fucking go into that, you know, state, it feels like I'm plugged into like everything all the time. So you could be right. I'm not familiar enough. I just, I don't know. You know, I recall that the Anarchs seemed to think that they needed the deed to the house in order to obtain it, which seems odd, does it not? You think the deed might be able to dispel the wards? Oxclaw's eyes go wide. Wait, Eloise, that's brilliant! That explains why the prince had to get it in her hands. It was probably stashed somewhere that was that was discovered by the Anarchs. That's why they came to our hotel that night. Eloise, that's fucking genius. Well, you know, that's why, that's why they call me the sheriff. <laughs> I think that's where we'll end this episode. <laughs> <laughs>